Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today, we're talking about single points of failure. But first, a thank you to our sponsor. International Coffee Farm sells half-acre parcels that produce coffee, and they will generate revenue each and every month. If you're interested, check them out at internationalcoffeefarms.com. That's internationalcoffeefarms.com. We are back talking today about single points of failure. Now, my professional background is in the design of microprocessors for the telephone network. This is something from my distant past. We designed processors that perform the call routing for the phone network. Have you ever noticed that when you pick up a telephone, there's always dial tone? That's because we designed the network with redundancy. There was no single point of failure. If a piece of hardware failed, there was extra hardware in the network standing by at the ready to take over at any time. We had to withstand planned software upgrades. We even had to withstand human error. In fact, human error accounted for a large percentage of problems in the phone network. We delivered 99.999% uptime. That equates to less than three minutes of outage downtime per year. And about two minutes of that were planned service outages that were usually at two in the morning when there was the lowest traffic in the network. That was an example of a business that delivered a very high grade of service to its customers. Now, I want you to think about single points of failure in your business. Are there key individuals who, if they got sick or resigned, would severely damage your business? That key person becomes a potential single point of failure. What would you do if they left the company? Have you cross-trained others in the business to take over that role if needed on a short notice? Do you have a deeper bench with multiple people who can step into a role if needed? People working in your business will be always in one of four different roles. They'll either be an executive, part of your core management team, an advisor, an employee, or a contractor. You want to think very carefully about each of those roles and make sure that your key individuals are partners in the business or employees. Folks who are contractors are not necessarily beholden to your business. And so make sure you, you don't rely on a key role using simply a contractor. This is a vitally important question. One of my friends had a key individual tender their resignation recently. The negative impact to his business could be severe if he's unable to find a suitable replacement. There are a couple of risks you can protect against. The first risk is of somebody leaving. And that's all about leadership. People rarely leave a company unless they feel a company isn't treating them fairly. The most common reason people leave, in fact, 80% of the time, is because they have a problem with their direct supervisor. The second risk is of a person getting sick or being unable to fulfill their role. And that's much less common. So there are several things you can do to protect against these single points of failure in your business. The simplest contingency you can implement is some form of cross-training. The next thing you can do is create a deeper bench. That means scale your business to the point where you have more than one person who can perform each role. You may not be able to afford this at first when you're small, but you definitely want to focus on scaling your business to the point where you at least have several people who can step in and perform a particular role. Number three, you want to put regular check-ins with staff and senior management. So management problems that result in attrition are made visible to your senior management team long before they fester and become a resignation. And finally, you can implement cross-functional teams. In these team environments, you pull together members from different disciplines to solve business issues. When you get those teams of people working together on your business processes, you get a very natural, organic form of cross-training. You get a deeper understanding of the systems and processes in your business. The problems and obstacles faced by team members are shared within the group, and some degree of cross-training naturally happens. More importantly, the bond between team members that's created by having multiple people working on a common problem creates a very strong sense of belonging. 
By cementing those relationships, you create a place, an environment, where it's more compelling for people to stay. They tend not to leave. You have much, much less attrition. So as you're thinking about that, think very carefully where are your single points of failure in your business and implement some contingency plans. In the meantime, have a spectacular day. Make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.